Hi, my name is Queen Zoya Counts, and I would like to welcome you to my podcast, Miss Z's Storytelling. I will be reading Chapter 5 from Kadia, written by Queen Zoya Counts, narrated by Queen Zoya Counts. Chapter 5 Kadia. The mountains were beautiful this time of year. I am so glad that my sister suggested that we take this trip. I needed to breathe in the fresh air and really get myself in tune with nature. We had taken I-40 past Winston-Salem and we were approaching Asheville. I love that city, so I asked my sister to get off in Asheville so that I could do a little shopping at some of the small shops that they had there. Asheville was known for its rich cultures as well as its different diversity of people who flocked to her warmth year after year. It was nothing to see the natives walking around in tie-dye shirts and having all kinds of festivals during the summer. That's not even including the beautiful Biltmore House with all her richness and history. We got off at the first exit that we saw and it took us straight into the heart of Asheville. We parked on the first parking deck that we spotted and got out and started walking. I love this place, I said to my sister. Me too. I want to move here. Yeah, this city is all you with the crystals and all that shit you into. She laughed. (laughs) Yeah, you into it too. You just don't know it. I shook my head. It was true that I was intrigued by all this new age shit, but I was not into it like she was. My mother used to tell us stories about our ancestors and how spiritual we were. She said that our great-grandmother was very powerful and that she walked strongly with the spirits of the dead. I ain't want to hear those stories, especially when she told about how they were slaves. I, You see, because see, I, I really didn't believe in all that spooky shit. But there was something going on with me, and that was scaring me. We started walking, and then we noticed that there was some type of pagan festival going on. Crowds of people were walking around in medieval costumes. I saw a man walking around in all black with an owl resting on his shoulder. Nearby, there were little girls wearing fairy wings, and all kinds of booths were set up with people selling merchandise. Immediately, Abanal's eyes lit up, and she was ready to start blending in. She spotted a few sisters at a booth who were doing rituals with water. Hey, Kadia, let's go over there. I looked at the sisters at their booth and all three of them looked like enchantresses with all their darkness and colorful beads. I did not want to walk over there, but before I could protest, she was dragging me behind her. We approached a table and stood back a few feet waiting for their ritual to end. They had a huge copper bowl in the middle of the table filled with water and there were all these herbs floating around in the water. I saw a beautiful statue of a black woman with a fish tail. She was so pretty. And I liked seeing the black mermaid image. Beside her was the statuette of a black woman covered in yellow with long flowing hair as well and she appeared to be holding a honey pot. And then I saw a statuette of a black female warrior. She was beautiful and magnificent with long, flowing white hair. She had on a red scarf which covered her breasts, and there were skulls all around her feet. 
The color of her hair was white like mine's and her face kind of resembled mine's as well. I couldn't take my eyes off of her as I watched her. She was moving towards me and I felt myself being drawn to her. I started walking slowly to her and I could feel my feet slightly rising off the ground under my long skirt. I could hear her voice and she was calling me. Abana grabbed me and it broke me out of my trance. You okay? Yes. Are you sure? Because I was just talking to you and you were not answering me. I looked at her and then back at the table. We were still standing a few feet away from the booth. What were you asking me? I was telling you that they were done and we could move closer to check out their stuff that they had. Oh, okay. She grabbed my hand and we walked closer to their table. As soon as we approached the shelter of their tent, the three sisters both gaps and fell to their knees as if they were prostrating themselves before me. Mama Kente, Mama Kente, they chanted in unison. I began to become nervous from the sound of that name. The sisters raised their head and looked directly at me, repeating that name. Mama Kente, Mama Kente. I did not know why they were calling me that. It was scaring me, and I started backing up from their booth. My sister grabbed my arm and began pulling me towards her. Mama, one of the sisters said, you have returned back to us. Ain't your mama? I don't know what in the hell you are talking about, I said. The sisters looked at me as if I had just spoken a curse at them. You have returned to us. We worship you. I held onto my sister and we turned around and ran back towards the car. I was so fearful of what those women were saying and what they were talking about. Not only that, but something had taken a hold of me. And when we were at the booth, it had shaken me up. What in the hell was that about? I asked my sister as we stopped running. Sis, I, I don't know. Why you don't know? You the one that is into all of that hocus pocus bullshit. Look, Kadia, I really do not know. I have never heard of a spirit named Kente. Apparently she is their goddess and they feel that you are her. Okay, I'm sorry for yelling at you. But when we were there, it was like that statue of that warrior female came alive and it had me in a trance. It was calling me and I felt like I was connected to it. Hmm, that explains why you were so spaced out. You know, I think that we should get back on the highway and keep it moving. I don't know what is going on here, but I don't look like it. For once, sis, my sister said, I am in agreement. As we walked back towards the parking deck where the car was located, I glanced back over my shoulders for it felt like someone was following us. I began walking faster to reach the car and when we got back into the car, we drove off until we saw the sign leading us back to I-40. For some reason, I did not like being called by that name. But at the same time, once the fear left, it felt like I 
could have been her. It felt as if she had entered me from that statuette and she was trying to be a part of me. Like something is really going on here. And I know that I did not want it to overtake my life. Abana looked over at her sister. She had it lying to her, but she did. She really did know who Kente was. Kente was their ancestor who had been a powerful voodoo mamba. She was even more powerful than Marie Laveau. Her mother had told her the stories of Kente, but never had disclosed the information to Kadia. Abana was jealous of Kadia because she looked just like Kente. She also knew that Kente was inside of her sister and she had to protect Kadia from the bullshit of fake followers. Her mother had told her that she had to take her to the mountains. She had to take her so that she could receive her rites of passage to become fully engulfed with Kente's power. She hoped that when Kadia discovered the true nature of their trip, that she would forgive her for lying. Those sisters had almost fucked things up for her, but it had given her the additional confirmation that Kente is Kadia reincarnated. You have just been listening to Chapter 5 of Kadia. My name is Queen Zoya Counts. I would like to thank you for listening to my podcast. If you want to reach out to me, you can reach out to me through email www.queenzoaya.com and you can purchase Kadia through Amazon. Thank you.